Hey, girlfriend, welcome to the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. This is your host, Chelsea Caller. We will be talking all things health, fitness, life, and relationships. This podcast is for the woman wanting to find her happiest, healthiest, and most confident self without flipping her life upside down or sacrificing the things she loves most in order to do it. I am so excited to have you here. Now, lady, let's get to it. Hey, my damn happy, damn healthy fam, and welcome back to the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. We are here with episode number five, Mistakes That Are Stunting Your Progress. In this episode today, we are going to talk all about those reasons that you could not be getting results and why you're feeling frustrated. And I want to tell you that there are a few things that you could be doing in your daily routine that could flip things around for you and go from no results to feeling happy, healthy, confident, and all the things. So let's go ahead and dive in and start by just telling me, have you ever asked yourself the question, why am I not getting results? Or have you ever said to yourself, oh, like I'm doing all the things. I'm exercising. I'm eating healthy. I am just like drinking my water and yet I'm still staying where I'm at. I'm not seeing any changes on the scale. I'm not seeing any changes in my body. I feel sluggish during my workouts. I could go on and on and on, but think about that. Have you ever asked yourself this question? And I want you to kind of answer that out loud right now. I would say the majority of us have been through a scenario like this where we feel like we're doing all the damn things, but not getting the payback for it. And so today's episode, we are going to dive in and talk about why you may not be getting those results that you're looking for and some hidden mistakes that could be stunting your progress. And you may not even realize that you're doing these things. And I want to help you switch some things up take a different look at some ways that you're thinking about your health and fitness and really move from that stagnant standstill position that you're in and find that happiest, healthiest, most confident version of yourself by seeing results and feeling super good about your routine. So let's go ahead and dive in, you guys. Thing number one and mistake number one that I see people doing on the regular is not pushing themselves to fatigue in their workouts. So this is what we're going to talk about first. And the reason I bring this one up first is because this is something super, super simple that you can change right away. If you are thinking about your workouts, are you thinking about them as an activity of daily living or are you thinking about them in terms of like exercise? Exercise is not leisure size, you guys. It is meant to be challenging. It is meant to make us uncomfortable and we have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. If we are going through the motions with our workouts, not pushing ourselves to fatigue and just like staying comfortable and in that sort of lackluster, easygoing mode, then the likelihood of you seeing results is slim to none. Some specific mistakes that people make in this area are first doing the same exact workout over and over and over again. I have to help you guys realize that 
Workouts are meant to be challenging and our bodies are very adaptive. So as soon as you challenge it with something, sure, for the first couple of weeks, that one workout might be a challenge for you and you might be pushing yourself to fatigue. But if we go to the gym or we're doing our normal routine at home and we're just going through the motions and doing the same exact lifts, the same exact cardio, the same routine every single time we go, then our body gets used to it. Our body turns that into an activity of daily living versus exercise. It's thinking, oh, like I've done this before. I can continue to do it and I'm just going to keep going with the flow with this. And I don't need to change my physical um, capabilities in order to do this because this is something I'm used to. That is what your body is saying. So I want to talk to you about some ways that you can mix up your workouts. Like we've got to mix up our workouts, you guys. So first things first, ways to mix up your workouts. Number one would be to change up your exercises. And I'm not saying that that means you have to be like this like person who just knows hundreds of exercises and doing all these different things, we can change up our exercises by changing up the tempo, by changing up the number of reps we do, by changing up the length of time we do them. So let's say week one, you're doing squats and you are doing them at for 30 seconds on 15 seconds rest, as many squats as you can do in 30 seconds. Why not for week number two, pick up some heavier weights and do them for 20 seconds or pick up some heavier weights and challenge yourself to do 10 repetitions for four sets versus 30 seconds on for three sets. And I know that I'm getting kind of detail oriented here, but we can switch our workouts up so many ways. You can do it by switching it up with resistance levels, switching it up with format, doing a different style of squats. Maybe last week you did a standard squat. Maybe this week we do a sumo squat. And so knowing that if we keep our bodies guessing and whether we're keeping them guessing from a resistance standpoint or an interval standpoint or an intensity standpoint, then we will keep producing results and keep our bodies uncomfortable. The second we get comfortable and we let our bodies just remain in that little cozy spot, then your body's going to remain cozy, you guys. So I want you to get super confident with mixing up your workouts. The second piece of this that I that like is a mistake that you're making with not pushing to fatigue in your workouts is just going through the motions in terms of pushing pushing to fatigue. I guess I, I don't really have another way to say it. And that is the fact that you're doing your exercises, but you're not getting to that point where you can't go anymore and you're getting satisfied with the number of reps that we can do. So if I was going to challenge someone to push to fatigue in their workouts, I would say, okay, this week we did 10 push-ups in a minute. Let's just say that you did 10 push-ups in a minute this week. Don't be satisfied always with 10 push-ups. Sure, week two, you might do 10, might do 10 again. Week three, you might do 11. But by week seven, eight, nine, you should be doing 12, 13, 14, 15 push-ups because girls, we want to get stronger. We want to continue to push our bodies. I constantly get the question, how does damn happy, damn healthy work 
for so many types of women. And it's because the workouts are built for you to push to fatigue and for you to push to your highest fatigue levels. And that is different for everyone. So for someone like me who's been exercising for years, my workout is going to look different Even though I have the same list of exercises, in terms of fatigue, it's going to look different for me versus the number of reps I'm doing in 30 seconds than someone who's just getting started. But that doesn't mean that I'm working harder than that other person. We are both pushing ourselves, making the workout work for us and our bodies, but also challenging ourselves. And so that is what I want you to focus on with your workouts. If you aren't currently pushing to fatigue in your workouts, if you're a damn happy, damn healthy girl listening to this, you know fatigue is one of my favorite words. So you need to be doing it. You have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Change your exercise from an activity of daily living to something that challenges you, something that forces that physical and mental change and mix up those workouts. So that is mistake number one, you guys. If you're not pushing to fatigue, if you're not getting comfortable with being uncomfortable in those workouts, it's time to make that change. So now that I've gotten up off my soapbox, let me just kind of step down. I get all fired up about that one. Let's head on to the next topic. Another reason why you might be not seeing results or hindering your progress. And this one is nutrition focused. And this is if you are not focusing on portion control or having some problems with some hidden calories, you guys. Have you ever said something like, but I'm eating salads all the time. I Or I have never ate this healthy. Yet you're not getting results. And yet you're not seeing the physical changes that you've been feeling like you're working toward. And my first call out for anybody in terms of nutrition are hidden calories and portion control. First thing we'll talk about is hidden calories. This is something that is is a huge issue, guys. And it happens and in so many different areas. I can say like dressing, sauces, beverages, toppings, oils. There's just like a long laundry list of things where we are adding in calories and we don't even realize it. And so let's go back to that salad example. So you feel like you've been just crushing it in terms of nutrition. You've been eating salads every day. You've been focusing on healthy dinners at night and you're just not seeing those results. You're not seeing that scale budge and you're just getting super flipping frustrated. I want you to think about the toppings, the sauces, the things that you're putting on your salad. So with the salad, are you adding dressing? Is that dressing super high in calories? Have you ever looked at the backside of the bottle and checked the portion size for your dressing and maybe thought that you were putting the right amount and now you're all of a sudden realizing, holy shit, I am putting about four times the amount of the regular serving size. Because just because we're eating a salad, you guys, doesn't mean it's necessarily healthy. And you have to be careful with that. So first thing was dressings. Then let's talk about toppings. You have this salad and you feel healthy with it, but you've got your your fatty dressing because most dressing is high in fat. Then you've got, let's say, 
Some like almonds, slivered almonds. You're, you're like, wow, slivered almonds, that's really healthy. We're not checking the portions on this, and we're going to get to portions in a second. We're just throwing it all in there. We've got some veggies, some lettuce, and we're doing good there. But then we also add some chicken and some avocado, and then we're like, oh, let's like turn this into like a BLT, like Cobb salad. Let's add some bacon and like... We're adding all this stuff, but it's a salad, so it's healthy, right? (laughs) But let's kind of like back up here a second. We've got the dressing, probably a couple hundred calories of um, calories there (laughs) that we're adding there. Then the second piece that we have is the almonds. And almonds, we probably put more than a portion size because we're just eyeballing it. And we've got probably a couple hundred calories there. Then we've got the bacon that we decided to add, couple hundred calories there. Then we've got our avocado, couple hundred calories there, and so on and so forth. Just from the four that I said alone, you guys, that's 400 calories just from toppings and dressings. So we have to kind of think, where are the hidden calories happening in your meals? A second form of hidden calories that I like to always bring note to are beverages, And this time of year when it's getting all cold and we've got the pumpkin spice lattes, the peppermint mochas and all the delicious drinks that are hard to avoid. Yet because it's a drink, we don't necessarily consider those being like calories. So we don't necessarily think about going to Starbucks and grabbing that drink. Well, if we do that every day, we're grabbing a pumpkin spice latte, a vanilla latte, a cappuccino, whatever it might be, then that stuff adds up. And even though having it one or two times a week or treating yourself here and there, no big deal because that's where the love comes in and that's where the happy comes in. But doing it every single day, you guys, it adds and adds and adds up. And so it's super important that with our beverages, we're being mindful as well too. Just because it's pumpkin spice latte season or I guess we're probably heading into peppermint mocha season doesn't mean that that gives us permission to just have one of those every single day. And we need to be mindful of that. If you're feeling frustrated with not getting results and not seeing your body change like you want it to, then beverages are something that I would take a look at. Are you drinking your calories? Juices that you think that are labeled sort of healthy, coffees like I said, just take a quick look at that calorie count or that nutrition label on the beverages that you're consuming and you might have a large amount of additional hidden calories there that you didn't even realize. The last thing that I want to talk about with hidden calories is oil. I think that a lot of us think that, or olive oil, or any sort of like oil, olive oil, canola oil, coconut oil, all the different oils, we cook with them and they have this like healthy label to them. But I I like to point out, you guys, it's healthy in moderation. And paying attention to how much we're putting with that. If you're making some stir fried veggies and you're going healthy because I'm eating veggies and I'm adding in cauliflower and broccoli and carrots and mushrooms and I've got all the different veggies here and I'm just like crushing it. I'm eating healthy. But when we pour on half a bottle of olive oil to cook them, then that meal that could have been a super nutrient dense, um, how do I want to say this, like low calorie, high volume, meaning you can have a lot of it for a little amount of calories, but a ton of nutrition, 
is all of a sudden switching into this super high calorie, high fat meal because the amount of oil that we've added to it. Simple swaps with something like this would be to use olive oil spray instead of the liquid form or measuring out your olive oil instead of mindlessly just pouring it into the pan. So that's kind of like my hidden calories little topic I guess I would give you guys. And now I want to switch it into the portion control side of this and why you might not be getting results. Even though you're eating healthy, we can overeat any type of food. So just because peanut butter is healthy, just because almonds are healthy, just because avocado is healthy, just because protein is healthy, just because it doesn't matter what it is. I always say besides non-starchy veggies, those are like the one thing that I tell my clients and members, eat all of them that you want because likely we aren't eating enough of them anyway, then Everything else can be overeaten, you guys. You can overeat healthy food. Just because it's an avocado and it's labeled healthy doesn't mean that that doesn't add up in calories. Just because almonds and nuts are a healthier option for a snack doesn't mean that you shouldn't practice portion control when you're eating those foods. So when you're portioning out your foods, it's super important that You don't have to count calories. You don't have to track everything you eat, but portion sizes are still important. Portion control is one of the number one problems that we have in the U.S. in terms of eating. Everybody tends to overeat, and it's because we are overserved, and we are given this perception that this is what a portion looks like when it's probably half to even a third or a fourth of what you're given, which is just insane. So different ways that you can practice portion control. I'll quickly talk about the plate method. One, The plate method is something that I really like when you're building a meal. You have your plate and you fill half your plate with veggies and then you would have a quarter plate of protein and then a quarter plate of non, I mean, starchy vegetables or your um, whole grains. A starchy vegetable is peas, potatoes, or corn. So when you're doing that half plate of veggies, those three do not count. Peas, potatoes, and corn, they do count in your like carb source, whether it be bread, rice, potatoes, peas, corn, those kinds of things. Tortilla, those, those are what would fit in that category. But then I like to kind of teach the hand method for things like Fats. I think that a lot of times fats are something that get overconsumed, especially healthy fats. And healthy fats are so, so good for us. And it's important that we incorporate them into our diets, but we tend to overeat them. Things like avocados, things like olive oil and nuts, just like all those, we need to pay attention to portion sizes. So if you're thinking about the hand method with those, healthy fats you're wanting to kind of think about your thumb in terms of like a liquid form or like the avocado, the olive oil, the, what was the other one? Um, drawing a blank here, but I keep going. Um, the peanut butter, that's what I was trying to think. Any nut butter, you want to kind of think about your thumb. Two tablespoons is a portion of peanut butter. And I would almost bet that the majority of times when humans eat peanut butter, that we are over-consuming it and that we are having more than a portion. So whether you get out your food scale or um, 
actually use a tablespoon, do some sort of portion control with that. And then you can go to that hand method. You can kind of do like a cupped little palm of your hand for nuts and just becoming super aware. And that is kind of the nutrition side of this problem and mistakes that could be stunning your progress. And I'm kind of kind of wrap that up and we are going to head into our final thing that could be a mistake that you're making that's having you feel super frustrated with progress. And that is not looking at non-scale victories. This is something I see so, so, so often. And you honestly could be getting results, but you're focusing on one thing and one thing only. And that is the number you see when you step on that scale, you guys. We can do all the things. If you're listening to the first part of this podcast and you're like, I am pushing to fatigue in my workouts. I am focusing on portion control and I don't feel like I have a lot of hidden calories. Well, this could be your answer, you guys. You're not looking at the non-scale victories, you guys. We have to get away from the idea that the scale is the only way to see results. It is so frustrating with me. I can like feel my skin crawling as I'm talking to you about this because there are so many other ways to see progress. What about strength? What about inches, confidence, energy, sleep, how your clothes fit, how you look in a picture? You guys, I could go on and on and on on this subject. So rather than get frustrated with that number on the scale, I want you to start measuring your success from different areas besides just that god-awful piece of equipment. I'm not saying that you can't use a scale. I'm just saying that there are so many other ways to track your progress that are probably better for your confidence, better for your health, and just overall mental stability than to step on that scale every single day. So if the scale is something you don't want to give up completely, if you're weighing yourself Every single day, I'm going to challenge you to weigh yourself once a week. If you're weighing yourself once a week, I want to challenge you to weighing yourself every other week. And just having it be less of a determinant of your mood. Think about the number of times you've stepped on the scale and let that number determine how you feel. Whether it's like, ooh, I lost one pound. I am in a great mood. I'm going to have the best day. Or I'm up a pound and a half. This is the worst day ever. I mean, we've all done it. That's, That's all that's happened to all of us. But it's time to say goodbye to the scale and say hello to new forms of victory in terms of progress. So With strength, let's just kind of talk through the few different ones that I mentioned. Strength. Let's say week one, you were able, let's go back to our push-ups example. You were able to do 10 push-ups in a minute. And you're like, okay, feeling good with that. Mark it down. I did 10 push-ups in a minute. Week five, you were able to do 15 push-ups in a minute. That is results, you guys. That is progress. You're getting stronger. Your body is more capable of doing what it could do, more capable of doing more effort five weeks down the road than it was five weeks ago. That is awesome. Like that is such a big win. And that is something that we don't pay attention to often enough. Next thing we can talk about energy. 
prior to starting your health and fitness routine and really trying to focus on self-care, you felt low energy, you felt tired all the time, you weren't sleeping well, and you just like were so frustrated. Now that you've been fueling your body with nutrient-dense food, enjoying your exercise routine, you feel energized when you do it. You feel not sluggish in the afternoon. You start to feel super good every single morning about having checked off your workout at the beginning of your day. Your mood has increased. Your sleep has improved. That is results, you guys. Those are results. You can get results from other areas of life. Then the last thing, kind of bringing it into more of like a physical um, standpoint versus like the strength results and the energy and confidence results, I want to talk to you about how your clothes fit and what you see when you look in the mirror. And bringing inches into this. So measuring yourself, whether it be at the waist and the hips and maybe your chest, you measure yourself when you start and you see what inches you've lost a month down the road. Also, your, your clothes are fitting a little bit looser. You're feeling a little bit less snug in that sweatshirt that you've had for four years and it's gotten a little bit tighter every single year. Now it's, it's feeling kind of loose and you're feeling happy about that. And you should pat yourself on the back, jump in the air, have a dance party when those kinds of things happen. And aside from that, one thing that is just like a little tip that I will give you as you kind of head into um, this new way of thinking about your non-scale victories, even if you have to step on the scale, if it's once a week, if it's every other week, if it's once a month, I I challenge you to do one thing. I challenge you to look in the mirror at your body and make an opinion about how you feel, about your progress, about how you've been sticking to your workouts, your nutrition, and fueling both your body and your soul first. Make that opinion first and step on the scale after. Decide how you're feeling in your body before you see that number and don't let that number be the determinant for your mood. And that is one of the biggest lessons that I can give people is to step away from the scale and focus on those non-scale victories. And I think that you probably have have more results and are seeing more results than you may even realize. So you guys, I'm going to go ahead and just wrap up this podcast episode. I hope that you enjoyed this. And I hope that this kind of gave you some insight into some mistakes that really might be stunning your progress. Repeating what we kind of talked about from the beginning, are you pushing to fatigue in your workouts? Do you have some hidden calories in your diet or are you not really focusing on portion control? And then the last thing, have you even looked at the non-scale victories, you guys? There are so many ways that we can kind of tap in and figure out where our results are hiding. I promise you that they're out there for you. You just have to kind of rethink it, step back and decide, am I, do I have some loopholes here? Are there places that I can prove, improve or am I just not looking at the big picture and only focusing on that number I see on the scale? I hope that this was super helpful for you and I hope that you are feeling super confident heading into this next month and just gonna feel like you're just gonna crush it in terms of results. If you loved this, let me know. If you need more support in this area, send me a message on Instagram. I love talking to you guys and I can't wait to see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. 
Share some love for today's episode with a rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget, take a screenshot of this episode for your Instagram. Tag me at Chelsea Caller and tell me your fave takeaway. I'll be talking to you again real soon, girlfriend. But until then, be damn happy and damn healthy.